A message from our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, Littleton, Colorado. Pivot Lending Group provides a tailored mortgage lending experience with strong local builder and realtor relationships and customized loan services. We pivot to help you grow in your community and realize your personal home ownership goals. Visit us at pivotlending.com. This is Mitch Friedman with another mortgage update with Mitch. And today I'm sitting with Stephanie Taylor, who's with Keller Williams Avenues. And Stephanie, welcome today. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Nice to be here. And nice to have you here. And uh, looking forward to learning a little bit more about Stephanie, where she's come from in the past, what she's doing in real estate now, and what she brings to her clients as far as representation in the real estate industry. And then we'll learn a little bit more about your personal side of Stephanie and what, what makes you tick and I know you've got a lot of great stories from your background, from what you shared with me. So I'm looking forward to getting to, to know you a little bit more as well. So tell me, how long have you been in the real estate industry? I'm actually really new. I just passed my exams this year, so I'm just starting out. Excellent. Well, welcome. This has been my 30th year of being in the <laughs> mortgage side of the real estate industry. And I can tell you, you're in for a really, really a special treat in meeting a lot of fun people and learning to work together with a lot of variety of people to help a very healthy transaction take place. So I'm welcome, excited about that. Welcome yeah. to the industry. So I'm sure you thought about this for a little while before you got into the business. And could you maybe share with your listeners and our listeners, what are some of the things that were um, exciting to you to want to get into the real estate industry? I think like a lot of people, I watch a lot of home decoration shows and renovation shows and even British escape to the country, find a cottage shows. So I tend to consume a lot of house porn, <laughs> as it were. So I'm really interested in houses, but also I really am interested in helping people. That's what my background has been in. I like to inform and educate people. I like to help them make big decisions in their lives. And uh, nothing is bigger in my life, really. One of the bigger decisions has been purchasing a home. So I wanted to be there to help people through that. That's great. And it was one of the attractions for me as well when I first started, even though I was just out of college, not sure what I was doing, but I knew that it was really fun to work with a lot of people, get to know them, learn their life story. And then uh, I did have a, a passion for numbers. So it was a great mixing of the two together. And I'm sure you'll find the, the same thing for yourself. And I've, I've read a little bit about your background and we'll talk a little bit more about that as far as your education that you've had, which has been quite extensive. So kudos to you. But not a lot of numbers. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay. That's okay. We have computers for that now. <laughs> I know you have lived in Colorado for quite some time. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey uh, starting and leaving and coming back? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in Colorado. I actually was born in Longmont. And first 25 years of my life was spent in this great state. I went to the University of Colorado for my first degree in Boulder. And then I ended up moving to the East Coast for my other degrees and spent a long time um, in Boston and Delaware and Washington, D.C. And then ended up teaching in southern New Mexico, which was closer, but still not close enough. And so I finally made the move back to Colorado about three years ago. And I'm just really happy to be back in my home state. It's changed so much, but my whole family is here and um, my new career is here. So it's really exciting. Yeah, that's great. Well, welcome back. The state has grown and expanded quite a bit, even in those three years that you were gone. 
Yeah. I moved I moved here late as well back in 1994 and there has been a tremendous amount of growth since that time as well. And a lot of it is all real estate driven. So it's created a lot of opportunity for housing and for people to be able to purchase a home. Um, but it's also created growth and more people and a few other challenges to our state that we seem to have been able to work through. Thank goodness. Absolutely. So tell me some of the things that you've noticed that have changed in the state of Colorado since you uh, were born here. I read this question. I was really uh, I had this visceral response, which was I remember growing up in Longmont, getting in the car and driving to Denver to visit relatives. Of course, it was a station wagon with wood paneling. And there were all of us in the car with no seatbelts. So that'll tell you the era. But I remember getting on I-25 in Longmont and not seeing any buildings, houses, anything until you got to Denver. And then if you went further to Colorado Springs, between Denver and Colorado Springs, there was nothing. It was just the interstate. And now as someone who used to drive up and down I-25 all the time to visit family when I drove up from New Mexico... There really is no space between any of those exits anymore. You see so much uh, built environment now in that area. So the state really has changed, especially here on the Front Range. And I just thought that was interesting to think back to that. Yes. And, and I've noticed the same thing. But again, I was here back later than when you started living here. However, the expansion and the, and the uh, sprawl really northeast uh, especially with the advent of Stapleton Airport changing and moving out to the current airport. Uh, I think that started the entire growth process of what direction the growth was going to go, because people tend to go towards airports and that's where the, the land becomes affordable for new home builders, et cetera. So that's why um, there's a lot of desire still for people to come to Colorado that's why a lot of corporations are moving here, because they know there's a lot of people here to, to pick from and a lot of talented people. And it's a wonderful place to live. Agreed. So prior to going away to schools, uh, you grew up here. And what are some of the things you did here as a, as a child in Colorado growing up? And maybe we can learn more about that part of your life. Yeah, part of a big family. So just spending lots of time outdoors, go to the mountains with the family having family reunions here. So lots of people wanted to come visit us from far away. I was really into art as a kid. So constantly drawing, painting, taking pictures, making pictures and uh, harassing my siblings was <laughs> a big part of my upbringing as well. So that was good. That sounds very familiar. <laughs> and was that your first introduction to the art world is enjoying your painting? And then did that lead into other interests, which we definitely want to get into in a few minutes? Absolutely. You know, I credit my mom with really turning me on to art. Both of my folks were really excited that each of their kids had a specific interest and they tried to help us with that. But my mom took me to, of all things, an Andy Warhol exhibition in Longmont in the 70s. It was some sort of Smithsonian program where they took these Warhol soup can prints out into, into the states, into the smaller states. And I got the opportunity. I was none of my siblings when I went with just my mom and we got to see those. And I just see that as the first time in life I really thought to myself art was something I might do in the future and, and make something of myself with. So that was exciting. Well, good for you. And I know there's a lot of opportunities in that field mm -hmm. as far as different directions you can go with it. 
Yeah. Um, and then sometimes with different challenges in our in our world, really, uh, it shifts that industry and what opportunities become available or are no longer available. So I know there's something that you like to do that you've kind of pulled back out during the uh, COVID hibernation. And uh, you've shared with me that you've got your violin back out. And tell me a little bit about that experience. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Other people my age will remember. We all were sort of encouraged to pick up a, an instrument in our late elementary school years, our, our early or through our what we used to call junior high years. And I squeakily played the violin for four or five years as a kid and then got rid of it as soon as I could because I, I never felt like I was very good at it. And for all these years, my parents kept it for a while. Another family friend borrowed the violin and played it for a while, gave it back. And I recently found it in my closet and I thought, I need something to do with my time with COVID. And I might be able to remember how to play a few notes. And I ended up getting some books and retraining myself. I play everything quite slowly. Well, that's <laughs> okay. I, I can't quite make my my hands do different things at the same time. This is the story of my life. But uh, it's I, I find it really fulfilling to do something as an adult that is brand new or that you haven't done in a long time, and just retraining your brain and and playing. I'm I'm so much less worried about sounding good now. And more more interested in just having fun with it. I'm not sure if my neighbors feel the same way. Well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Better than a barking dog, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Because you can stop a lot, a lot easier. Usually better than a barking dog. Let's <laughs> there put it you that. go. There you go. <laughs> well, it, playing an instrument's wonderful. I started playing guitar at age of 46. Uh, never played an instrument in junior high or elementary school. I went the uh, the voice route, and then. Um, Thought what a what a great opportunity to try to do something different, and boy, was it a challenge, just getting it all coordinated. So good for you for picking it back up. It's great. It's it's all those things you mentioned on the challenging side of things, and I think uh, it as they say, it'll help our longevity in our life, in our our mind and coordination as we move forward. Brain plasticity. It's where it's there you at. Go. Nice. Well, good for you. Well, good. Well, hopefully one day you'll get to play the violin for us and. <laughs> We'll do a duet together. I'll do the guitar and you can play the violin. <laughs> awesome. Maybe we can do that at the office one day. So getting back into your um, past of education, uh, you mentioned a couple of different locations where you went to school. And I think that would be important to bring up because as uh, listeners learn more about you, they'll see why your passion for educating them in the real estate industry uh, is so important and where that's come from for you. So if you can maybe take us back to where you started going to university and then from there, the um, other different programs you went from there. So I think I mentioned that I did an art degree as an undergraduate at CU Boulder. Um, but right from the beginning, I was pretty honest with myself that I didn't see myself having a studio practice that would make a living for me. Um, I loved making art, but I began to study the history of art and found that really fascinating. So my master's and my PhD were in the history of art. I had the chance to move to the East Coast, which as a kid who grew up in Colorado, to be around uh, the built environment that is hundreds of years old rather than decades old was really amazing to me. I uh, got a chance to live in Delaware for a little while, but my favorite city was Boston. I got to be there for one of my degrees. 
And I actually lived in one of the oldest houses in Cambridge and got to figure out how houses are put together and have been for centuries and learn more about, yeah, the history of, of architecture. So that I think is something that I bring to the field of real estate that maybe not a lot of people do is I know how houses are built and have been built. And I know a lot about materials that have been used, about styles, um, about different periods. So I'm always happy to share that with my clients. Right. Well, there are some older homes in Denver, as we know. I've seen some of the 1800s, some of the early 1900s. And I've seen some of the challenges those properties bring to becoming a buyer of those properties and some of the repairs that need to be made if, if they need to be made. So I think that's a huge piece in representation for your clients of things to look out for. Uh, when you are doing what's called an inspection on the home. So there's another great uh, outlet for your history of of what you've learned to bring to the equation to help your clients. Thanks. So if I was a new home buyer and you and I got together and I wanted to learn more about what it would take to become a buyer of a home, what are some of the things you would share with me to prepare for? And how would you then navigate me through the next steps of looking to buy a place? Yeah, I I have to say that the buyer's market is really fascinating to me right now because I always feel like that is such a huge step, even in a more equal market for someone to become, say, a first time home buyer. There are so many emotional things tied up in that and so many fears of of getting into the market. So um, for me right now, one thing that I'm telling anybody I'm working with is knowledge is power. Let me help you research what you need to know. For example, are you um, a veteran? How can I connect you with information about VA loans? Are you a first-time homebuyer? How can I help you find programs in the state that will help you as a first-time homebuyer? Or even just lists of things to start considering if you're going to buy a house sometime in the next year. Can I help you figure out your credit score and how you might improve that? So really getting people past the fear of finding out about things and hopefully giving them resources that they can approach on their own and feel more informed by as they move forward. I think the most important thing I can tell somebody who wants to buy in the market as it is right now, this really super hot seller's market, is the more knowledgeable you are about your needs, your desires, where you want to be and how you want to get there, the more likely you are to succeed because you're not going to spend time reacting as things happen. You're going to know what you want. So I'm putting a lot of effort in with my buyers right now and just getting them to really think through what they want before they even put their toe in the pool. Right. And I think all those are very valid points. Um, Sounds like you're actually becoming a loan officer with some of those things you're talking (laughs) about, which is fantastic. That means you've been listening. I'm being careful not to give them, you know, tell them I know everything and I'm connecting them with other people. And I like that role for myself of someone who has resources that I can then help people access. Right. Right. So it sounds like you're listening to your client's needs. And then with the team you're building around you, you're able to provide them with those references to be able to find out information for them to make really good decisions on buying a home. Is Absolutely. What I'm hearing. That's the goal. Yeah. Great. Well, building that team is crucial. And there's many parts to your team that you're going to build over the next several months. And I'm uh, excited to be the lending part of your team. So thank you for that opportunity. And I think you and your clients will be very happy with what we can all do to help them buy their first home or second home or even a rental or investment property. So far, so good. 
So flipping gears. So let's say I am come to you or you've come to me and said, hey, it looks like um, you, you're looking to sell your home. And I think that uh, is a great time to sell. What are some of the things as a home seller or an owner of a home that, that I should learn from you in order to prepare myself and be ready to do that when the time comes? I think anybody who's looking to sell a home now, and it, it seems like you could just roll out of bed in the morning and sell your house. It's, it's that hot of a market. But the question that I think home sellers or potential home sellers right now should be asking of their real estate agent is, you know, what can you do as an agent to ensure that I meet all of my goals as a home seller? So often, I think that people, when they think of selling their home, it's just the, the money signs that they see, the amount that they can get. And while in this market, we're certainly seeing some really high prices being paid for properties, that doesn't take into account other things that you might really need as a home seller. For example, you might need to sell your house before you can purchase another house or purchase another house before you want to sell the house that you own. So how do you get that timing right? Who can help you um, with contingencies that might surround that, for example? So I think as someone who is helping a home seller right now, I would really encourage my clients to be asking me to fulfill all of their needs. They want to make a lot of money on the purchase, absolutely, but they also might have other contingencies based around when they can sell, when they can move out, um, where they're moving to. And all of those are equally as important as the price that they can get. That's great. And you mentioned um, a little bit in your response, uh, the term contingency, and that is the buzzword right now in our industry. If you want to expand a little bit about what that would mean from a standpoint of being a buyer and a seller, I think that information would be very helpful. I think contingencies are really great tools for both buyers and sellers. Um, both of them can take advantage of a contingency that means they either buy or sell another property before the property that they're contracting on can be exchanged. Um, there can be contingencies uh, in terms of timing. For example, when I sold my first house, I didn't want to move out right away. I wanted to sell it, but I wasn't sure where I was going. And so I had a contingency that allowed me to stay in my home after I sold it for a couple of months that then allowed me to make my transition smoother. So there's always ways of getting around desires, fears, needs that both the buyer and the seller have, and hopefully a way of coming to a, a contract on all of those things as well. Great words of advice, because there is a life around buying and selling homes meaning, yes, I can sell my home quickly, but then what? Where do I go in a short amount of time, what have you? And I think um, where we are in our lives, I think we've experienced plenty of different opportunities of how do we plan for that going forward with our clients so that they understand what to plan for once they make decisions about buying a new home, leaving their current home, or selling their current home prior to buying that next home. And I think this goes back to what we were discussing earlier, which is you want from the very beginning, you want whoever you're working with to just be really clear or to begin to formulate their ideas around what their desires are. They want to sell their house or they want to buy a house. Yes, but but how do they see themselves doing that and where do they want to buy? And all of those questions, if you get people thinking about those things, then all of the answers to those questions can really help them be successful in their transaction. There's more to than just buying and selling. Absolutely. If you could give some words of advice to the people that are listening today 
whether they are a homeowner and looking to sell in the near future, or if they're a new buyer or a second or third time buyer, or even a buyer who wants to buy an investment property, what would you share with them on kind of how to get started right now, given the current strength of the marketplace? I think it all goes back to being informed and communicating. So you have tons of questions, whether you're buying or selling, write those questions down, call me, ask me those questions. If I don't know the answers, I will find you resources that will help you become informed yourself, be an informed consumer right from the very beginning. I just think that's crucial that you, it helps you set your goals. It helps you envision where you want to be. And it helps you make sure that the transaction that you have is exactly what you want. Well, for somebody who hasn't done this for as long as um, you have, you've got a lot of wisdom. And I think that is going to do justice for you in helping represent, represent your clients because selling real estate is about circumstances around the sale. And if you can come from that place to help your clients move to the next step, whatever that is, and I can feel and see the passion you have in wanting to, to represent your clientele extremely well. So thank you for your time. This has been great to get to know you a little bit. And I'm sure our listeners got to know you a little bit as well. Can you tell us and tell them how they can reach you to get in touch with you when they're thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or just have some general questions about real estate? Absolutely. And I would love to hear from anyone who has questions or just wants to talk about growing up in Colorado back in the day. Um, I am a phone talker person. And I would love it if you wanted to reach out to me on my business line. It's 720-498-6910. You can text me on that number as well. Um, or you can email me through my Keller Williams account, which is my first name, Stephanie, with an underscore after my last name, Taylor, at kw.com. Let me know how you like to be communicated with, how I can reach you, and I'd be happy to set up some sort of uh, discussion. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Great to get to know you. Welcome to the industry. We are lucky to have you, and I'm sure your clients will feel the same way when you get a chance to meet with them and talk all things real estate. And I look forward to working with your clients as well when it comes to financing. Fantastic. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Pivot Lending Group, NMLS 10995. Copyright 2021, Pivot, all rights reserved. Financial Funding Solutions Incorporated, TBA Pivot Lending Group, 10397 West Centennial Road, Littleton, Colorado, 80127. Pivot does business in accordance with the Fair Housing Law and Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Pivot Lending is regulated by the Division of Real Estate, Colorado. To learn more or find a full listing of our state licensing, visit pivotlending.com or nmlsconsumeraccess.org.